Hello, you're listening to Relatable Roles, the actual play podcast where our players playing the filthy rich are punished as they should be. Uh, I'm your host, whose frivolous purchases at Gen Con are far outclassed by the purchases made by our player characters tonight, Max Starwich, and as always, joined by the lovely and libacious person who loves Matthew Lillard and deserves to know when he is in the area, Claire Hickenbottom. How are you doing, Claire? I mean... I don't know. I'm I'm both seething with a jealous rage and also just overwhelmed by my love of Matthew Lillard at any given point in time. Um, forever a thirteen ghost apologist, always and forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go listen. Good Brews, Bad Views episode on thirteen ghosts to learn yeah, more. Yeah, because I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, cross promotion. Cross promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of spooky dwellings, we are continuing Delta Green Derelict tonight. So doing a quick uh, once around the table again, why don't you introduce yourselves and who you are playing tonight? Hey, uh, this is Aaron uh, from Roleplaying Public Radio and uh, Railway Podcast Streaming. Uh, I am playing Halcyon Hal Darlington, uh, the doomed trust fund uh, child slash former CFO of Timely Tuna who has been uh, tasked on taking his uh, yacht to sail across the uh, the Atlantic in order to sell it off to preserve his family fortune and is now finding himself on a boat of mysterious origin. In summer of 2022, Hal Darlington sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> and died, as all Darlingtons <laughs> well, you know, do. Not, not yet, not yet. He's still still alive. It's he is a Darlington, like though. A 90% Never to return chance. again, leaving nothing but a stain. Ew. No, no, it's it, it, it's at least five other children right now, which continues the line because there always has to be a Darlington to die. I'll allow it, David. Hi, hello, David. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Max? So uh, I'm David, also RPPR. Tonight I am playing Peregrine Cavendish the Fourteenth, who has been decided as an old man by literally everybody at the table, despite the fact that his sheet probably says that he's age 20. Maybe. <laughs> you just have old energy. Yeah. The old money energy just, like, mm-hmm. age, uh, ages you by at least one generation. Yeah, when, you're, when your blood is that blue, it's like an instant 53 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely fits, that Truly, truly fits. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I mean, if you're a 17th, they're all probably pretty inbred. So you might be like, Teeth, by... make it worse than it is, dear Lady Toledo. <laughs> like, your birth certificate probably says 23, but just the hemophilia in the pedigree says 54 <laughs> at best. Um... I'm, I'm having flashbacks to that one episode of uh, 30 Rock. Where uh, where um, Jen Maroney goes to like the the the, ha- the Habsburgs birthday party, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's everything Claire is describing. Mm-hmm. We My bred twenty seventh birthday party. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. Hi, I'm I'm Sacramento Turlington. It's <laughs> it's been a couple weeks, so I have to get back into the vocal fry of Sacramento Turlington, who. I mean, based on all that's likely, she's likely going to end up on Instagram live later, live streaming her bloody demise. Um, but any do it for the vine, right? Yep. Right? Yep. We're, we're gonna we're gonna it's going to be time delayed anyway. There's no way that it's going to post live. It's going to be we're more gonna... like what do you call it? Found footage. I think it might be more of a horror dump this time as soon as it we hit a satellite. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do this like the end of a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, Swan Delmo has disappeared under mysterious circumstances. Um, will he reappear? Who can say for sure? For now, assume that he's in the bowels of the Greenland Torpish, the freighter uh, marooned on an iceberg in North Atlantic that the uh, shark puncher uh darlington's yacht has stumbled across 
on its uh, Atlantic voyage from Boston to Liverpool. Um, last we left, the party had finished, kind of, did an initial survey of the Greenland Torpish and heard a loud splash off the starboard bow and saw uh, the members on the uh, observation deck, uh, Cavendish and Turlington, saw something going through the water towards uh, their yachts, and then shortly afterwards heard screaming from the radio for the from your um, captain and uh, co-pilot, that first mate that he had, that you had left on the yacht as you uh, investigated the Greenland Torpish for a load of supposed beluga caviar. Um, beluga Your caviar is to be found. Gone. Yeah. So uh, last we left off after uh, cat-induced complications uh, on relatable roles, uh, the, the whatever went to the yacht was... Uh, Casting a wake in the water back towards the freighter. Um, set the scene. Darlington and uh, Delmo are in the hold of the ship, having uh, restored the PA system as well as some of, as well as some of the lights within the interiors of the ship. So, um, although we did find a lot of bodies into the hold, a yes. lot. And I Several found a, a shining esque bloody stateroom um but i did take the axe and also all that medicine is missing which seems suspicious <laughs> indeed yep so uh, oh go, sorry go ahead david i was going to say now that we know what's going on we have one clean fire axe and one rather bloody one if i'm counting the axes right don't forget i also have my little cat claws Meow. <laughs> I think again. Um, so, so ge general question to the group: uh, You are all wealthy individuals. What kind of jewelry uh, does your character like to wear? Necklaces, rings. Describe some outfits. Like, what are you guys currently wearing as you're traipsing through a yacht? Uh, well, Halcyon specifically is still he, he despite the fact of being a rich asshole, uh, has maritime experience. So he probably would. It's like actually does have a very basic life jacket on that he is okay. probably forced to the others. It's their choice whether they put them on or not. Uh, but it is also a rich person's one, so it has a very silk feel to it even though it can actually save your life with intricate embroidery all around the side of it. Uh, above that, too, it's, you know, it's the deck blazer. It is the trousers that are made of uh, uh, moisture wicking materials because he still wants to look good on the uh, on the boat as well. And uh, not gold chains, but silver, because gold is gaudy as far as he's concerned. He's going to be mm -hmm. an he's going to be under the board CFO if he needs to be. Okay. Okay. Now, see, the reality of it is that when one wears jewelry as a band, one must wear either a statement piece and nothing else, or a statement piece on the right and a wedding ring on the left. Yep. We're not trying Peregrine to impress the Kaiser is, here. As Peregrine is currently not married, I do not get to wear the wedding ring. On the other hand, I do have this rather lovely statement ring on my right hand that is. Essentially, the first gold nuggets that one of the peregrine or one of the Cavendish found in the United States during a gold rush, mm. just carefully turned into a ring. Other than that, there's nothing really much to speak of. There are the cufflings, but truth be told, they're not exactly jewelry as much as the left one conceals a little button that I can push to turn on the little bitty hearing aid-like earwig that I've got in my right ear that lets me translate things. Okay. The, it's a the, little the, tech the... toy. <laughs> but it's a subtle little tech toy. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sacramento, she, like, I did turn it down a little bit for the mission because I was, like I said last time, living my full Kim Possible fantasy. I have my fashion cargo <laughs> pants and my, my like turtleneck long sleeve crop top to 
act out my my spy on a mission goals. Um, but that being said, I do suffer from a lot of stress. So I do have a rose gold uh, crystal necklace that I charge in the full moon, every full moon, because it helps mitigate my stress. Um, I also have some tiger's eye earrings on because I like to have them close to my face because it helps me maintain my mental clarity because having a clear head and keeping calm is like the most important things in these high stress situations. Plus it really makes the blue of my eyes pop. So I like that too. Um, But since I knew there was a lot of help around on the yacht, I didn't want to bring any of my really expensive pieces. I just wanted to bring my crystals that would bring me a lot of healing calm. We shall see if they do so uh, moving forward. So um, a creature is making a, a, a something is making a wake through the water back towards the Greenland tropish. Um Cavendish and Turlington looking out the uh, observation deck on level five of the superstructure of the yacht. You do not see the being that is making the wake, but you can clearly see the the wake itself being formed as it's moving through the uh, water. Um, being that you've been at uh, sea long enough on your little voyage, it doesn't look like whatever is making the wake is below uh the surface it, it is breaking uh uh the surface of the water but you can't physically see it from your right uh does the uh bridge that we're on have one of those like big fog spotlights that we can pivot and point at the water to see what it is uh i know we turned yeah. some of the lights back on last time yeah uh roll me roll me luck uh low being good see if it works 42 it works, yeah. What do I see? And do I have um, to make a sand check? <laughs> no, uh, hmm. Uh, you shine the spotlights on the general area of the, uh, of the, uh, where, where the wake is, and you don't get a clear image. It kind of shimmers a little bit. Uh, y- the size of the of whatever is making this wake, you would say is that about the size of a small truck um, coming towards. Uh, so I'll, I'll make a real sand for that, but you don't fully see what it is, but it's something quite big. Uh, I'm fine, though. I got a 14 under 44. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it, speaking of at least the side one, it has the, uh, it's like, has the radar array come back online? Uh, the radar... The radar was destroyed. Um, there was destroyed. an axe. Yeah, there was an, an axe was taken to the uh, the radar room from the uh, observations that uh, Cavendish and Turlington made, um, much like uh, Wilfred Brimley's character from The Thing, where it appears to be uh, man-made uh, <laughs> destruction in comparison with the um, with the uh, yeah. <laughs> Could it possibly be like it was it just like the main line that was severed or it's oh no it's like, just like havoc axe strikes and such like that. Okay. Um, and so, speaking of uh severing so, things and havoc axe strikes, I'm going to take the non-bloody axe and I'm going to go down to the bottom of the stairs from this level and start splitting stairs right in the middle, one by one leading up. So split the stair, step up a step. Split the stair, step up a step. Okay. Um, I mean, a lot of the steps are mostly metal, metal, but you can, yeah, you can, uh, Oh, that's even better because if they're boat metal steps, that means that they're metal, but they've got the holes in them so that the water doesn't freeze on them. Mm-hmm. So that gives me some nice solid points to split apart. Okay. Um, we also okay. remember that, uh, Swan's still downstairs. Yeah. Yes, Swan is assisting with that. you in yeah, the, think, uh, uh holes. He's talking about the stairs that are from surface level up to us on the bridge. Oh, okay. So not in well, yeah, the, you're, you're, the you're, okay. you're on the you're the on the fifth floor, floor or fifth, floor. fifth yes. floor, and then uh, Cavendish was saying he was just taking care of the uh, the stairs okay. going from There's... four to five. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, from, I... from oh, excuse me, from the level that you are on, 
uh, if you look at the schematics of the boat that I put in the RPG stuff, uh, from the superstructure level 5, you can jump down to where the remaining lifeboat is. Okay. Although, uh, flip the side that it's on based off of what I described to you. So the lifeboat yeah. is on the opposite side. Okay, yep, I can do that then. So, all right. Um, yeah, my last question, too, because I know you said that you took the axe. Would it be possible to do any uh, one of the electronics rolls to see if it is possible just to uh, hot, uh, like uh, jury rig it briefly to work? To... Uh, for the right the, the radar the, uh, for the radar assembly or is it completely shot um, no roll you no you'd have to it it it's pretty it's pretty damaged yeah. you couldn't it's, prepare a, it's it. a ming vase off a skyscraper kind of shattered <laughs> no fine so, yep that, that's what i was checking beforehand too so yeah. all right yeah then at this point i know that it's uh we just need to get back over to the yacht if it's at all Possible. Oh, Dar uh, Darlington, you're up. You're up on the bridge now. You left yes. the. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, r roll me spot hidden, Darlington. Okay. Yeah. Or excuse me, alertness. Alertness. Okay. What's this? Uh, twelve under sixty made it. Okay, so uh, you've just uh, you've just reached the the fifth level of the superstructure. You had to climb up a couple ladders and several flights of stairs, and you look out the window. And you can see uh, something in the water approaching the uh, approaching the uh, freighter. Um, it looks to have pale white scaly skin, a large glowing white eye, and it appears to be kind of um, moving through the water like a frog, where it just kind of like is like surging forward with like a like with with a single stroke and aided aided by its aided by its hands um yeah it's it's quite a ways away but you can clearly see something in there oh that's not good uh requisite sanity check yes that would be a sanity check yeah uh let's see uh i fail that okay you're welcome <laughs> Uh, that's an eight. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's... lean on a bond for that. <laughs> uh, or at a fight, flight, or fr well, that's a fight, flight, or freeze, regardless. So, so think on that too. Plus, that goes underneath my breaking point because I was already down to like thirty-five by that time. So, um, one second. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a flea because that yeah. is, I, it's like, we need, to, I, I'm just bolting up to the, uh, uh, the bridge mainly in order to get to the, the controls for the lifeboat. We, it's like, we need to get out of here now, 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 now. Yeah, you, you, you see Darlington stare out into the sea and then he, his face turns white as a sheet. Like he clearly sees something, uh, that you two do not um, and then just, you know, starts like pulling I on don't levers. I you're and... talking to. I'm already cutting stairs in half with this axe. It's not on this fucking ship yet. We need to get to the boat so it can, uh, it's like, it can be distracted by this. Let's talk stair move. chopping. And I just like don't know what to do. So I very quietly unhook my anti stress rose quartz necklace and like tuck it into his pocket while he's freaking out because I don't know <laughs> what else to do. <laughs> so at this, so I've taken the necklace off and like very surreptitiously like slid it into one of his fancy pockets. Like you need this more than I do right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so, he, his, his mood does not uh, increase. So uh, Turlington roll sand versus helplessness. Your stress <laughs> relieving crystals that you uh, made a sizable amount of money on through promotional ads and posts are not helping. <laughs> of course, that's the sand roll I fail. <laughs> <laughs> I am just like absolutely in tatters that my rose quartz has not helped you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, just uh, take two from that. Okay. <laughs> I just start like hyperventilating a little bit. I'm like, but the rose, I charged it last night. It should be full power. Why is it helping? So, like, I start freaking out a little. Like, I'm rubbing my tiger's eye earrings, hoping for like clarity and calmness. Turn around to Turlington. I hate to tell you this. Crystals are bullshit. The only thing to save us is a boat. We need to be on that boat right now. 
help me find the way to the boat to get it down, and we can leave this place. And you can bathe yourself in all the crystals that you want to. You can have a crystal shower. But right now, boat. 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 So I'm just like, and then I just start Googling, like, what do lifeboat controls look like? (laughs) What what does this, like, I'm trying to Google lens, like, different levers on, just trying to be helpful, but knowing that I know nothing about aquatic adventures. Um, Am I calm enough at a point where I can actually use a boat, uh, a pilot bolt roll to figure out what I would need to do to to lower the, uh, to get access Uh, to the yeah, yeah, you're uh, actually no. This, because you're like fleeing, roll me pilot boat to kind of like know what you have to do to get out of here. Okay, uh, should I have that in a negative because of the panic? Uh, no, the I'm making one? I'm making you roll. That's the okay. otherwise I would otherwise you would know what you have to do. Okay, gotcha. Uh, let's see. Yes, that's sixty five under eighty. Okay, yeah. So there is a like a manual release uh, at the winches for uh, lowering the lifeboats in the event of a power loss. Um, it's going to be a rough ride down, but the boats will descend into the water should you want to use them. Okay, so we're at least there. So all right, we have the position right now. We're fine, old man. We're going. All right, splitting more stairs just to make sure that the thing can't follow us up. Because it will. Then you're gonna have to catch up. Uh, gone. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, Darlington, uh, seeing the general outline of the creature and the size of it, uh, you recognize or surmise that the damage in this room was done by that thing. So it can and has gotten up here before. <sighs> so we're dealing with a monster here. Something that is probably existing out here, I, I don't, I've never seen before, and I don't think an axe is going to do any good, even if splitting the stairs. We, it's like, we need to go. Um, if it can't make it back up here, it can't kill us up here. We're not going to be here. We're leaving now. I have a question, Mr. Boat Expert. Yes. So, obviously, bad, bad water monster made a mess of in here, and also bad water monster is in the water and you want us to go in a in a very tiny tiny boat in in the water where the water monster is are we gonna how can we safely use the little boat when there's a water monster where the boat needs to go okay you do have a point there I think we need is a distraction to be able to make sure that we that's like once we launch, if it's anything like any other aquatic monsters, aquatic sea creatures, it's going that's like they're going to be that's like distracted by a bunch of other noise. I and, and I just hold up the flare gun that I stole and I said, distraction. Wait a minute. At the last end, yes. We do. Oh, we I do think need, the noise. We've got another idea. We've got. I've got another idea that may work for distraction. There is a crane to load cargo onto this boat. Yes, it's that mm-hmm. big thing there are, right there. there are, yep, there are three of them. One appears to be damaged, but two of them appear to be in regular crane working order. All right. Is there enough power to operate the crane? Um, let's see here. Uh, you can pull. You can. Um, we'll have Delmo be the uh the power diverter guy. So um, I'll be playing the role of Swan Delmo today, and uh, I will make rolls on electrical repair for him to be able to divert power to uh, the uh, the various parts of the ship that you would like him to do so. Okay. Wait, I'll, I'll, right. does the, if we turn the PA up to a very, very loud volume, if we turn it up to 11, will, would you be able to hear it from outside of the the actual inhabited areas, would you be able to hear it, like, outside of the ship? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because it's meant to do, like, ship-wide announcements yeah. and stuff so, like that. So, this is my business phone. I have it written off as an expense. <laughs> I have my personal phone back on the yacht. So what if I just pulled up my Spotify premium account, turned on some Carly Rae Jepsen, and just kind of propped it up against the microphone? 
So this monster will think that we're having a giant dance party and there's going to be lots of people here for him to eat. And while Call Me Maybe is just bopping along, we can very quietly sneak around the other side of the iceberg in the little boat. Okay. While you two are getting back to the yacht in the boat, I'm going to delay it with the crane. We're not all making it out of here. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sacramento Turlington only listens to early Carly, Carly Rae Jepsen. She hasn't got onto the uh, the essential pop album of the mid-teens, uh, Emotion. Well, no. Emotion is a great album. Yeah. It's the best album. But I know. <laughs> if I am trying to lure a spooky water monster to a dance party, nothing's going to do that better than the earworm that is Call Me Maybe. True. This sea monster True. doesn't deserve emotion. <laughs> <laughs> what about I really, 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 really like you? Okay, you can do that one too. Since you're going to stay here, you can also be the DJ. Yes. <laughs> um, it, it, just as a, like a, a point of order, there uh, the cranes are operated. There's like you know like the crane little operator uh, operator uh, boxes. That's what I see if they're independent. So. Yeah, they're they're independently operated, um, as opposed to like being controlled from up here. So uh, I've I will got to roll climb to the for... top of the crane to get there, right? Uh, let me sec. Let me just get back to a map of this boat. So, so what do you, what are you trying to do? There is a there is a crane, uh, close to the superstructure. I mean, you could jump from level five and maybe catch. The support wire, if you wanted to, you know, be daring and such, I'd advise you not to fail. Um, but, you know, you do you. Cavendish, voice from above. We do not fail when life is on the line. Uh, you hear you... my monocle to the dashing side, and I'm going to make <laughs> that jump. All right. So you hear from uh, the PA that uh, Delmo got the power to crane one, which is the crane closest to the superstructure. Yeah. Good. Cool. Good. Um, I'll send a message down to Delmo before he, they do that, just telling him after that's done, put as much available power to the PA as possible. Can do. And then get your ass up here, back to the... the uh, it's like, back up, we're going. Once this music starts playing, we're gone. This All is right off of loss. Athletics roll to make that jump, correct? Yeah. Okay, so my athletics is a 30, and I <laughs> rolled... A fourteen. Okay, yeah. You see uh Peregrine Cavendish like take a couple steps back and then just like lunge over the over the edge of the uh of the lookout uh deck of the level five superstructure and then um using a jacket or some sort of you know piece of rag or, or, or cloth um catches himself on the support wire, um, holding up the uh, the uh, arm of the crane in a rather dashing Errol Flynn-like motion. Sacramento just like stares wistfully off after him and just like, you know, I really could have loved him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're able to now um, kind of uh, slide down to the uh, the deck and get access to the uh, the crane. Right. Up we go, up into the control box at the top of the crane. We don't want to try to do this from down here where the monster can reach us. No, no, we're going to climb as high as we can. Okay. Okay. We're going to sit at the cockpit at the top of the crane. Oh, and I'm going okay. to use that that very much maligned skill that the commoners use a lot. It's called Operate Heavy Machinery. Okay. I do believe this qualifies. This does qualify for heavy machinery. Um, as you reach into, as you reach the cockpit to uh, operate the crane, you hear a loud, uh, you hear a loud splash, and then there's a large, uh, a loud like whoomph as something uh, heavy and large lands on the deck. Uh, something has jumped out of the water and is now on the deck. Uh, you can see. Uh, water uh, dripping off a, a vague humanoid-ish uh, form. 
Uh, you do not have a clear uh, sight of it, but it's sopping wet, so you have a general idea of where this being is. So what is everybody Solid. doing? It is on the deck. Okay. Um, actually, this might be the best time to go ahead. Uh, are, are we prepped on Operation uh, uh, Dance Floor? I'm like, so. hold up, hold up my iPhone. Aye, yeah. aye, Captain. Hit it. Can I do one more thing? Um, could I do an electronics roll to screw around with the lights enough? Because is it, is it actually an evening at this point, or is it still during uh, the day? It's, it's getting to be late afternoon. Uh, you're fleeing, so no, but I'll okay. see if I can get... Like, are you... Like you want to have it like be like a strobing thing, or yeah, or what just are you trying I, to do? Uh, oh, actually, yes, because we had that one uh, fog lamp or the the light that uh, Turlington was able to jury rig. I basically wanted to just uh, I wanted jury rig it to just do a strobe effect right now to hopefully distract and blind this thing. So okay, you get a uh, you get a uh, callback on the PA. He's like, I can try. It might knock the lights out. Okay, so work off. So All electronics. Right. Uh, no, no, I'm 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 rolling oh, for I'm rolling for Delmo for you gotcha. guys. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, it, the the uh, lights start to flicker erratically. Um. So. Hope nobody's epileptic. Let's go. <laughs> yep. All right, uh, Cavendish, you are in the crane. Okay, so I'm going to, hopefully. Um, we're going to play the crane game the way that you normally would at a carnival, except instead of trying to grab a prize, I'm trying to grab the biggest, freightiest crate box I can, and then I'm going to swing it around at the giant thing that is vaguely humanoid-shaped and sopping wet. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you two options. You can, you can, uh, do that. Um, it'll be a little more difficult. Or you can just try to take the the claw and it, but it will do more damage because you have a giant ass box. Or you can have the claw and, and you won't take a penalty on the operate heavy machinery. Well, I'm figuring to... that if I can knock it down with the box first and okay. then drop the box on it. So sure. move yeah. one is sweep. Move two is drop. Okay, roll so me that. Uh... leg, Johnny. <laughs> roll me that. Uh. uh... Uh, heavy machinery. Okay, Gen Con dice don't let me down. That that would be a zero two under my thirty. Okay. Um, I will give the creature a chance to dodge because it is a big box coming to at coming at it, and it fails the dodge. So yes, uh, you smack it with the box. Hit it with a wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going! Keep going! Don't look back! Alright, sorry, are the uh, uh, Turlington and Darlington uh, I, I, you guys are fleeing in the boat? <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got on there too, so yeah, I've, yeah, if uh, oh wait, no, we were gonna also wait for Swan to make it up if he's Okay, to, yeah, so. yeah, okay, yeah Swan is heading up, he'll be there in a Let's say a, a couple round. It'll be a, a minute or so. Uh, you will lose access to doing more stuff in the sh in the bowels of the ship. Though. Okay, so. uh, that's fine. Although, uh, can I do a quick? Uh, actually, turning to do. How, what's your search like? Uh, uh twenty base. <laughs> twenty. Uh, can we look on? Can we both do a roll to see if we can find anything on the ship uh, on this to defend ourselves? If like some idiot thought to put on shark spray or something, or uh, well, you, you've got the axes. Yeah, I have okay. an axe and I have mace. <laughs> harpoons, possible harpoons. <laughs> so. Uh, no, not up here. Okay. You're at the bridge. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. Then I'll, before he gets through, I'll just do one quick search to see if anything comes up. So sure, sure, yeah. It'll probably fail, but that's okay. Uh, and it absolutely did. That's a fifty-two uh, above twenty. So the the only thing that pops out to your eye is there's a fire extinguisher at the medical kit. All right. Well, if if one of the flares goes the wrong direction, we can put it out then. So we're good. Okay. So all right. Uh, yeah. We'll just wait for right now. Just kind of tersely <laughs> listening to the sound of the crane smacking. Dan Carly Ray Jepsen. Dan Carly Ray Jepsen. And something unholy screaming in the distance. So. 
yeah, there's a, yeah, there's there's a loud wump and um, uh, Cavendish, roll me alertness. It's a ninety-nine. Okay, yeah, you know you you know where it landed. Yeah, you 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 you're pretty sure you saw where the uh, where the thing uh, where the the bulk landed. You st- you can't see it, uh, but but you know you you've you're you've got a sharp eye. So yeah, roll it roll that uh um. Heavy machinery again to to drop that uh drop that box. Drop that box. <laughs> a twenty nine out of thirty. Um, yeah, you you drop it um and it just goes clang against the deck. Uh, you realize you did not drop it on top of the uh on top of the uh the 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 creature. So okay. roll me a sand. I am as sane as a judge with a 12 under okay. my 60. Okay, yep. It's hard to see. so It's okay. I can do this. I'm going to just grab the box again with the crane, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if we can just swing it and hit it again. It, it's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. All right. Uh, Delmo arrives uh, to the lifeboat. Are you guys descending? <sighs> You're going to pull that emergency release? Okay. I said I was going to leave without him, but this is a group decision. Did he? It's like he decides to be the lone hero in this situation. He can stay there. But I will not do it unless everybody else is. So. I mean, I, I, I can barely fight off a... a, a a normal straight white man. I don't know if I can fight off a giant um, sea monster creature. I would like to help, but I don't know what the best way to do that would be. Would the best way to help go try and get more help? And, and we're and, also not safe on the yacht because our, our captain died. True, but at least the yacht is faster. So if it's distracted, we might be able to get away. So just... I just want to make sure we're okay with this in case we get questioned by the Coast Guard. So, uh, and uh, Darlington, you can't even see it. Uh, uh, Darlington says it's some sort of giant, scaly, one-eyed beastie, which, that's not the context you're used to hearing that euphemism applied. <laughs> Gross. <sighs> I don't want to fight a giant dick monster. Oh, she's full of them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, uh, right. this isn't berserk. All right. <laughs> uh, but it's like, all right, well, you have your vote. Delmo, I agree. <laughs> all right, uh, people in the lifeboat, roll me dexterity to not, like, bang your shit oh. around as you're going down, like, four stories on this. Dexterity is the thing I'm best at. Yeah. yeah. 55 <laughs> under 70. <laughs> Critical success. Uh, you look good while descending. All right. Uh, 15, uh, oh, sorry, 13 under uh, 70. So made it. And Mr. Delmo. Oh, he takes a bit of a tumble. He, he gets a crack on the noggin. Uh, he's still up, but he's got like um, a, a a minor head wound, it looks like. Oh, I can help with the first aid kit I stole. So like I'm gingerly dabbing yep. blood off of it with a, <laughs> like an anesthetic wipe and like putting a butterfly bandaid on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as soon as we hit water, starting up the the engine, pedal to the metal. So we're okay. Uh, Cavendish, give me another heavy uh, heavy machinery roll to do it again. Uh, twenty three. Okay, you've got everything in line. Uh, roll me uh, uh alertness. So you can see Hopefully where it, can... see where it is. Let's see if I can spot the thing this time. Come on, beastie, where are you? Uh, that is a nineteen. So yes. okay, yeah, you have a you have a a pretty good idea where it is. It's uh, you realize it's heading towards you, so you better uh, drop it like it's hot. Good, that's exactly where you need to be, Beastie. Focus on me. Okay. I'll give you Come. a plus twenty on this uh, heavy, operate heavy machinery roll. Come to Uncle Perry. Uh, that is a zero three. All right, yeah, you drop the box on top of the creature. Um, 
which does a good amount of damage to it. Um, the box, you, 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 the box is not sitting flatly on the uh, uh, on the deck, as there's clearly something large trapped underneath it. Um, it's still like thrashing about, and it's making angry sounds. Is the only way that you can kind of describe it, like kind of roars. Um, so yes, you have pinned it under a large box. Is there another large box? Uh, yes, you'd have to go and fish it out of the, the hold, but yeah. I'm going to do that. Okay. Again, just hollering to, or just over the air. I've got it pinned. Fly, you fools. Get out of here as quick as you can. I'm going to buy you as much time as I possibly can. Oh, I love Ian McKellen. He was so good as Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> all right um it takes you uh it takes you you know a little bit to grab the next box and yank it out of the out of the hold um but you got one uh by the time you do so the creature has freed itself from the box um and is kind of uh making its way closer towards the crane um you can try again on uh, your... That's exactly uh, what we're yeah. after. That is exactly what we want you to do, Beastie. Come on. Come a little bit closer. Uh, that is a 28 out of 30. Okay. Uh, this box is... Um, hmm, what is this box full of? Uh, this box is full of... Uh, Things of yogurt, so it's not as heavy. Um, and uh, you see it; uh, it breaks open over uh, the creature, and you can see you get a general outline of what it is um, as the yogurt is kind of uh, allows you to see it. Um, you see this um, head that has a maw that reminds you a little of. The Xenomorph from Aliens, a movie you don't have the time to watch, but have seen, um, you know, but, but your family owns the original artwork by H.R. Giger. Um, so, you know, and are able to charge a fortune for having it be loaned out to various conventions and, you know, turn a tiny little profit from it. Um, Here is your first thing has more teeth than the Osmond family, and it's looking at me. Yes, it, it, um, it has a rather... Um, uh, human-like upper torso, um, in the sense that it has broad shoulders, uh, large um, scales that, large ridges or scales that go down the arms, um, three fingers on each hand. Um, the below where a man's waist would be, the uh, body continues in a uh, a almost serpentine kind of uh, fashion, um, but and ultimately ends with what looks like to be a giant webbed foot with little claws sticking out um like a giant umbrella like like a golf sized like like a golf umbrella is one giant foot um in the creature's hand appears to be a rather large and nasty looking bow um on its back is a quiver with a bunch of uh arrows you would you would guess uh, they giant look to be crystalline spikes, that, like the one that we saw. Yeah, like the one that was impaled in the metal. Um. So, oh, I forgot to roll damage for that thing. All right. Um. It looks rather beat up by the fact that you've dropped a couple boxes on top of it. Um. But uh, it is going to. Sh it it's drawing its bow at you. Uh. So it's going to try to shoot you. That's an angry deep sea fangly fish. Yep. Uh, all right. So, um, so the the shot goes through the glass, um, putting a hole, you know, about the size of a grapefruit in the glass, and it goes in one side and out the other of the cab, um. Then you hear the creature kind of howl in anguish as the um, the string on the bow appears to have snapped um, uh, and kind of like 
as it broke, kind of like lashed the creature. So it appears to have hurt it, and the bow is currently inoperable. So, okay. this but is you see your life kind of flash before your eyes as a giant icicle of death kind of just like grazes if, in front of your in front of your face. Monocle drop. If that would have hit, that would have been very painful, I'm sure. Um, arms. Work the arms. Let's see. Can I drop the claw and grab the thing? The creature. Uh, yes, it will get a chance to uh, dodge the the dodge the claw. I am rolling for my life here. Yes, twenty five. It failed to dodge. So yes, you grab it with the claw. Okay, gonna take the hands. Mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna put this thing into a spin, like the crane into a big spin. We're just going to turn this crane in a circle as fast mm -hmm. as we can. And um, hopefully I'm going to pick this thing up and I'm going to have it swirling around. Okay. And if I can calculate the right angle, I'm going to try to release it so that I can fling it as far as I can away from the yacht. Okay. Uh, roll... Hmm. Hmm. Roll heavy machinery. I never thought that combat heavy machinery was actually going to be a thing, but here we are. Mm-hmm. And that is a 17. Okay, yeah. Uh, the creature gets flung onto the opposite side of the iceberg. Uh, you see it kind of go go over the the opposite side of the iceberg that that the ship is, um, you know, stuck on, and kind of disappears from sight. Okay. I'm so stressed out. <laughs> so I know that my compatriots are in that boat and probably rowing as fast as they can at this point. Yeah, you see the crate. You guys in the boat see the crane like pick up the creature. Um, into the air that's like screaming. Uh, Turlington, give me a sand roll because you can see it now. Uh, Eleven. <laughs> I'm All right. Uh, take one. Even on a critical success. Yeah, minimum minimum sand loss. That's oh, Cavendish, I, Cavendish. I need you to roll. No, Aaron, you've seen it. Okay. So I'm just concerned with actually starting the boat and piloting it out. So. 23 under my 60, so I also make, but I'm also taking one, I'm guessing? Uh, the two. Two works. It's like, that is years off of my life. Alright, uh, so what's the, so yeah, you, got, you guys see Cavendish pick up the creature, uh, swirl it around with the crane, um, as as fast as a giant cargo crane can swirl, and then kind of just chuck it off into the distance. Um, is there like a pole that he could slide down on the side of the ship? So if we take the lifeboat to that side, he can hop on. Uh, yes, he can release the gangplank uh, and yeah. uh, get off of the ship. Oh, I've got a way a way that's even more flinty than anything else. So the crane arm has like there's the there's the gearbox here mm -hmm. where the cockpit is. And then we've got the crane arm itself. What I'm going to do is I'm going to aim the crane arm at the boat that they're in. If I, I assume that I can't reach the yacht from here and just slide no. all the way down to it, but I can aim at the lifeboat, slide all the way down to them and then just land in the boat. Yeah. You could, yeah. Give me a dexterity check. Don't fail it. <laughs> Otherwise you'll land in cold water. Um, athletics. Sure. Uh, that is a 29 out of 30. Made it by one. Yep. Yeah, you uh, masterfully, you know, run down or slide down the uh, the operating arm of the crane and uh, dive into the uh, into the lifeboat and head back to uh, the uh, Groenland Tropish. Or excuse me, excuse me, uh, back to the the the, the shark puncher. Shark puncher. Yeah. Yes. We hear Carly Ray Jepsen in the background. Uh, Sacramento is just like staring at the water with her little like cat cat yeah. ear shiv like in her fingers, like ready to just stab the water if necessary. 
And now we row. <laughs> yep. Is it row or is it does it have a motor? Uh, it's... Uh, I don't know yeah, I think how, how lifeboats think... work. I thought, I thought the last time you said that it was like it was like a motorized one. The yeah, last like time I... we played, like it, like what you would find on a large industrial ship that like yeah. it won't go far, but it will at least get us the hell out. <laughs> All right, so you you make it back to um uh your yacht. We'll say that yeah, we'll say that the the lifeboat does have a does have a motor, but it does also have oars in the event that you know you guys are you know become stranded at sea and such. Yeah. Um, We're going to be doing both of those things because that is a very big, scary, and probably angry thing that just got a flying lesson. Yeah. yeah Motor so, works, oars help. Yes. Uh, so I, I would say, what is your, your plan? You get back to the yacht, you're, you see the dead remains of the... Um, how, how bloody is this? It is quite bloody. Roll me that sand. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, not okay. 84. Not okay? Oh, yeah, I, uh, failed that one, so. 41. Still kind of fine. It's like, it's okay. They were just the help. Ooh, I rolled rolled bad for, uh, you, Darlington, and, uh, Terlington. I rolled a six on that one, so. I'm gonna lean on a bond. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> so. oh, and I, I got three on my D4, so... Not gonna get into fight, flight, or flee. All right, all right. Uh, uh, Cavendish, take one. And that's rolling on the D4. Sorry, it's been a while since I used the bond. So, right. Yep, yeah. it's a D4 willpower, and then yep. reduce one of your bonds by that much, and uh, reduce your sand loss by that much. All right, <laughs> one. <laughs> all right, so you still lose five. Uh, yeah. you're gonna flee the scene on this blood-soaked yacht. Oh, yeah, I just, I, I nearly accidentally pushed Turlington aside and almost overrun the boat as I'm grabbing the, it's racing to the bridge, grabbing the controls and just peeling out. Uh, although, I, I would say, can I make a roll on pilot at a negative just to make sure I don't <laughs> completely blow out the engine as I'm doing this? Yeah, yeah, roll me pilot. Roll me pilot boat to uh, sail away from this uh, death barge. Sail away. All right. uh, 63 out of 80. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. The uh, (laughs) The shark puncher puncher speeds away. Um, uh, Anyone want to look back at the boat? Nope. I, I, I pull out my phone on video mode and look back, not caring what it will do to my sanity, just because I need to document this. <laughs> um, in the distance, you can see something uh, swimming towards you, but surely you're fast enough to outpace it. Oh, uh, I, I take like a Instagram boomerang of it swimming at us and I, I send it up to the bridge and I'm like, drive faster, LOL, dancing girl. Not helping! <laughs> and that's where we'll end the scenario. <laughs> I'd like to see the post credit right now where you just see the the shark puncher peeling into whichever pier that they're supposed to bring it into. Him saying, yelling at the CEO who he's selling it to, it's as bought as is, and jumping overboard. (laughs) All right, so uh, that was uh, The Derelict by none other than Sandy Peterson himself, uh, creator of Call Call of Cthulhu. Um, (laughs) So... uh, the f- in the forward, I'm just going to read the forward because that kind of explains what the scenario is. Oh yeah, so. I came up with a scenario reading an old book about Viking explorations of the of the New World. In one of the tales, the Vikings encounter what they called a skiapod, which is what you fight in this encounter. Oh, uh, um, what struck me is that the rest of the saga was perfectly normal, earthly activity. There were storms, they caught fish, then sighted land, avoided icebergs, etc. Then, out of nowhere, comes the skiapod, and the Viking created as a matter of factly as a, as a walrus. The only reason I would have to discount the skiapod is that no one since then seemed to have spotted them and lived, but it's perfectly straightforward sighting. It makes me wonder how many odd supernatural events we reject from ancient times because we know better, but we are willing to believe their non-miraculous accounts, of course. I wonder what we are blinding ourselves to by failing to dig deeper. There are French courtroom cases in which werewolves are put on trial, and these are right alongside other court cases in which no one disputes the validity of the events, for instance. 
or the 19th century accounts of lights glowing brightly on the dark half of the moon. Things that go beyond our purview. Sandy Peterson, 2016. So uh, this was the 2016 free RPG Day scenario. Um, it's available for free as a PDF on itch.io uh, under Chaosium's uh, page if you want to run this. Um, so yeah, it's basically you come across a boat that came across the Skiapod in the uh, in the uh, North Atlantic, and it gets on board and kills everyone after they uh, get after they get stuck in the iceberg. So um, the 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 thing can only be seen if you are wearing silver. Um, oh, so that's why it was showing up to me. So yeah. okay, that's really yeah. cool. Um, honestly, I find it an interesting kind of inverse flux on the the deep ones too, especially with their perchance or like the weird what we call double gold, jokingly. But um, mm-hmm. no, that's actually really cool. Because uh, I honestly I thought that. it was just regular deep ones until you, you gave the full description. It's like that doesn't look right or. Uh, when I when I made my joke, since you mentioned the strong bag thing of the, like the deep sea fangly fish person, so yeah, yeah. So um, were the dead bodies in the freezer people who died once they got stuck on the iceberg, and that's why they were like neatly arranged in the freezer, or was that yeah? That's, due to- that's where that's okay. where he was. That's where they were. Uh, it was keeping. Um, it was keeping uh, the the meat. Um, oh, so, so it was like using the ship as like a base of operations. Yeah, it was uh it was down in the hold when you first got there. Um but it's like under a tarp so you don't <laughs> see it. Um and um when you guys or when it jumped off and went towards the yacht, no one was on no one up no one on the deck had any silver cuz um Aaron and uh Chris were in the hold and yeah. I was going to say that Chris's big cookie was made of uh silver as well. Um <laughs> So, but uh, in the, you skipped over some of the rooms, but there's various like silver trinkets and doodads in various one, like a silver knife or a silver razor or letter opener and stuff like that. Um, the fire extinguishers can be used to kind of spot the uh, spot the beast. Oh, um, that's a cool idea. So, um, yeah, sorry we're going into the rooms because no, no, just, no, like yeah, that that's, was that's fine. You guys, you guys still had a good idea. Like, oh, like what about the spotlight? And, um, you know, like it jumps off the dripping water, so you can kind of still see where it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, did you guys have a good time? Did you enjoy the scenario? Oh, yeah, that yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I felt, I almost felt bad that we didn't, like, confront it. But I was like, no, I'm too weak. I, I know the character I built, and I would not survive this. So I oh, want to yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, we're just Trev's fun kids. Like, I was like, what the hell? No, fuck this. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, this was a thing to run away from as quickly as we could. I, I figured that we were all dead once I realized that it can swim really fast. And it just demolished the, you know, the two people on the yacht without any um, any time at all. So I figured, yeah, since we're pretty much dead anyway, um, might as well go down swinging. And then I saw Crane and thought, well, I've got operate heavy machinery on this sheet. Maybe Could, Ross's like, ears are burning right now. Let's give this a shot. Maybe. If so, like when he grabbed it with the crane, if like if if he were to have left it in like the crane grippies, like is it slithery enough to get out of that, or would it have like um, stayed in there? It's it's definitely strong enough that it probably could break free. Because uh, it's it's got yeah. a it's got call. So this is called Cthulhu scenario. So the stats are a little different, but they're basically the same. Um, so it's got a strength of 50, so it's, it can definitely, uh, like muscle its way out. Muscle its way out. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it definitely would have like taken a while. Um, it's got a strength of nope. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's got a, is that going to hold it for very long? Let me take a look at its strength score. Nope. Yeah. And like getting into combat would have pretty much like killed most of you. Um, If if it did, uh, if the if the crane thing hadn't worked out and you guys got away by boat, I was going to have it start shooting at you with its bow, and that would have just started, you know, running people through with six foot long ice harpoons. Um, but but no, like I, I I thought you guys had good ideas on how to like deal with it. 
Um, and I think it's pretty open-ended and, uh, there's multiple like suggested ways of like, here's how it could go. Or like, here's some ideas the crew had and, uh, what you guys did was different from all of those. So <laughs> I wish I had another opportunity to do another tarot card reading though. That's my, my only regret. Oh yeah. That was, that was fun. That was fun. See, I, I really would have loved the idea of you getting like the tower card and us f- suddenly finding a room full of explosives they use to try to take out the ice. It's yeah. Like, oh, this works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, it, it's kind of a slow burn uh, kind of scenario in the sense of like there's a lot of lead up to it. But uh, I thought we ended last time right at the right time so we could focus this entire short episode today on yeah. like dealing with it. So it was just like, oh, yeah, pedal, pedal to the metal. <laughs> yeah, we definitely ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, no, but thank you. That was really enjoyable. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we ended on a cliffhanger. We started on the uh, cliffhanger, and then we ended on one because uh, is the boat going to make it away from the thing fast enough? How quickly yep. can we get to open water and just Darlington go south? South is the way to go. Yep. Yeah, your eyes are playing tricks on you. Surely it's not following you. <laughs> so, but well, if yeah. you look at the boomerang that I recorded, it's good. It's getting closer, and then it's immediately getting farther away. <laughs> um, it does that in an endless loop, but it does for half of the time get farther away from us. <laughs> uh, why See, is I- it that everybody keeps saying that this thing is photoshopped? I mean, can't be real. Although I do really want to see like the 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 later urban legends of. Uh, uh, that's legends of the boat, the, the ice boat that mysteriously plays, or that's uh, like mid uh, aughts pops, uh, pop sensations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different kind of siren call, siren song. <laughs> I, no, I, I would one hundred percent get sucked. If, like if sirens played Carly Rae Jepsen on an endless loop, I would be hook, line, and sinkered in. Like it's kind of like how I know that I would be. <laughs> I would be a Ted Bundy victim because <laughs> he comes up to you in like a, a cast and he's like, will you help me? My dog is lost. Like, yes, I would have been kidnapped and murdered. Like if a spooky, any sort of like a spooky house on a hill, a spooky boat in the middle of the ocean, a spooky tree in the middle of the forest, any of those blasting Carly Ray Jepsen, I would immediately go check it out. Like as me, Claire, not a Sacramento, I would <laughs> yeah. just be like, I got to go see what's up in this abandoned house that six families were murdered in because at mm-hmm. least they have good taste in music. Yeah. Just, you see it, the, the house, the hill, there's, it's silhouetted by lightning. Oh, we're not doing that now. Making my way downtown. Walking street. It's like, you know what? It seems safe now. I mean, I mean, gingerbread house, huh? Who falls for that? Oh, look, a calzone cabin. Well, maybe just this once. I mean, let's, let's be honest here, Claire. I'm likely to be lured into the woods by a goth chick to be sacrificed to her coven. Let's, let's you know. It's yeah, gonna, that's, gonna that's a same, win-win same. for you. I, well, like... So, that's probably yeah. how I do <laughs> I mean, so could I, though. Either I get to hang out with a hot goth chick or I get to die. I don't see a downside. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a trap for all of us at some point yeah. or another. So. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. sort of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there. Uh, one of the rooms you could have found on the boat had a copy of like the Leif Erikson book, the uh, Eric the Red Saga. Oh, so nice. Could, like, kind of, like someone found someone like found out like, is it this thing? So, but it just kind of like more clues to what's going on. But it's uh, yeah. clues are wastes of time when we could get away from the murder boat. <laughs> <laughs> Although it would have been fun to get that. It's like, oh, I got this Viking tome. Go back to England. Here, you can have this. I'm buying my boat back. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I I just have the thought in my mind. It's like, hey, I figured out what the thing is. Really? Does that book say that it's big, it's bad, it's scary, and the best thing to do is run away? Yeah, we figured that out without knowing its name. I'm going to call it Skippy from now on just because I want you to understand that whatever the name is in that book, it could be Kierkegaard the third. I don't care. Run away. That's what we yeah. do. But yep. seriously, though, this was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the scenario, and I am actually kind of sad that uh, Peregrine somehow managed to survive. I, I was thinking that he was a goner. Repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to uh, I was gonna think about uh, sacrificing uh, Delmo to the, the Skiapod, <laughs> but I'm like, nah, it's, it's more fun to have him be your maybe-it'll-work guy. 
kind of like hot wiring <laughs> things in the hold. I mean, I liked playing these shitbird characters, though. Yeah, <laughs> that, was that was very yeah. fun for me. I do want to see the monster come up. I to see them come up in the next Call of Cthulhu scenario or Delta Green scenario, because <laughs> it's like, why do we have these rich assholes? Yeah. Well, they, they get, survived they get, uh... their first encounter. <laughs> They get picked up. They get picked up by Pisces once they uh, make their way to uh, <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah, like an off-duty Delta Green agent, like accidentally finds my Instagram on the Explore page and realizes yeah. that I just posted like a Lovecraftian horror for my 10 million followers. Yep. <laughs> and then you just start getting like you. you yeah. Shortly afterwards, uh, uh, Turling Sacramento Turlington's page just starts getting like hate bombed, like unexpectedly <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> No, I, like like, I would actually really like that as a Delta Green origin story, though. Like, Sacramento coming to terms with finally being useful, but not being able to tell anyone about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great. But, like, well, showing up to each Delta Green assignment in, like, a really adorable and, like, completely non-appropriate, like, matching outfit that, like, she thinks fits the theme of the mission. <laughs> I like you look the idea like you're that... going to go on a lion safari. A discount lion safari, but a lion safari. Uh, Sacramento doesn't do anything at a discount. You should know that. Yeah. Sometimes I offer to pay more money just because I can. Yeah. Uh, this entire outfit is uh, what we call shabby chic, which means that it, we had it very, very gently distressed by having the right kind of people wear it for the right amount of time so that it's completely broken in and super comfy. But you would know that if you knew anything about looking for the labels. <laughs> I heard we were, I heard we were hunting bass bass cultists, so I had to be you know jungle safari. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that wraps up this episode of Relatable Roles. Uh, Aaron and David, thank you both for uh, coming back, and uh, tell the folks at home where they can find you online. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, you can find me at Aaron Karsten on Twitter uh, or at Railery Podcast Streaming. Uh, we should be trying to start up streaming again at some point in the future. Uh, and of course, on Roleplaying Public Radio. Cool. David? You can find me on uh, RPPR, uh, RPPR Tabletop Tales, and a couple of other RPPR products. Shill, shill, buy Ross's books, buy Ross's books. Um, also on... Um, the role-playing exchange and i have a twitter i am uh the mauve hand so if you can find me um i'm also hanging around in discord uh usually in the um <coughs> excuse me usually to be found in the red markets discord if there's any questions you may have red markets related yeah, that's something we need to look into at some point. But I've got other books I just have to read. So yeah, uh, just got back from Gen Con. So there's a bunch of new RPGs that Claire and I will be checking out in the future. Uh, we're posting photos of them on our Instagram and Twitter. So let us know which ones to check out first. And Claire, what are those Instagram and Twitter accounts? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Relatable Roles Podcast and on Twitter at Relatable Roles. You can find links to all of our social medias at RelatableRoles.com, where you can also find all of our episodes posted there. You can also listen to any of our episodes wherever you prefer to consume your podcast media. But if you listen on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you gave us a rating and review so that other people can find us through the magic of the algorithm. Awesome. Yes. So, and as always, be sure to be 13 ghost stands because Matthew Lillard is king. Matthew Lillard is king. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye. 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 Bye.